Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOverTalk.com. Uh, Ali, great to be with you again, sir. Yes, as well with you, definitely, without a doubt. It's our, the early mornings are so much different, though, that we're doing, right, compared to the afternoon. It's a different energy, isn't it? It's kind of, we're just getting our day started. Before, with like, you know, in the afternoon, you're, you're halfway through your day or whatever, or a quarter when it comes to us, right, a quarter through our day. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, how's it been? Everything is good? So now, are you open yet? Like, I know uh, a lot of different places are. Our buddy Kenny Bigby's open in Indiana, and a bunch of schools that I know of in Texas are fully in full swing. Um, Ohio, I believe, is open. Florida, uh, Chung Park and all the crews from Florida, I think they're back to open restaurants and everything. What about you guys? Yeah, we're... um... (laughs) Because we're considered in the phase of Chicago, we're we're in uh, what is it phase three when we should be like the rest of Illinois and be in phase four, right? So, and yes, we're open. We're not supposed to have indoor uh, activities though. It's supposed to be all outdoor still. Oh but really? I, yeah, but the governor decided not to you know, give the 2000 and some odd dollar fine to businesses. So I, I said, okay, I'm just going to do it, you know. And so the very first week, um, the very first week we were, are you getting some feedback? I don't hear any feedback on my end. All right, good. So the very first week we did masks for everyone. And then – right. Second week, I opened up and just said, you know what, masks are optional for students. The instructors will wear a mask. And right. uh, we still don't have parents coming in unless their kids are three- and four-year-old and five- and six-year-old. And I right. told them, if they want to wear a mask, that's fine. If they don't want to wear a mask, they don't have to. So, Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. Listen, like every day, it's almost to the point where I don't even listen anymore because none of it was true. What was true today is not true tomorrow. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, hey, um, if you're asymptomatic and you don't have a, you know, no one can get it from you or you can't, they can get it from you. It's just like, it's the weird, it's it's the greatest. It's uh, my fiance, Nicole's mom. Um, she well, it's not great that she was sick, but back, back in early December, January, she was going through this whole thing with COPD and, she lived with us. She had a back problem, you know, a whole big thing, right? And, and um, anyway, she's better now, but she was just recently tested, and they say that, and she's been quarantined, literally just her and her husband, for since March, maybe even before. Um, and it says that she has the antibodies for the virus, but this is what they told her, but she never had the virus. Weird, right? Right, like so. What is what does that mean? You have the antibodies, but you never had it. So how do you get the antibodies by having it? So they're like, you, so you go like, what are you what are you telling me? Like I, I don't even understand what the test is doing. So it's a confusing thing, and, and this is the kind of rhetoric and you know that's going on in and you know in society. And anyway, long story short, where um, this is what we're dealing with as far as people. Like they're they're nervous, they're afraid, they're confused, they don't know what to do. Should I bring my kid back? And this is kind of what we were going to talk about. Like, obstacles you're going to have to overcome and, uh, you know, really make sure that, you know, we work through it. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, look, um, I think you're right. Some of the obstacles are the fear, the fear of uh, catching the virus, that type of thing. And and the only thing that we obviously can do is have the individuals wear masks, uh, be cleaning all the time. Uh, you could check temperatures. Uh, like, I'm not doing that, though. I'm not checking temperatures. We are cleaning all the time, you know. But right. the thing is, we're not – we weren't doing a uh, a bad job cleaning in the first place. I mean, we were doing a phenomenal job cleaning, right. and we were using all the right things prior to any of this happening, you know. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'd like to make a point of that. So, So this is something that you should be saying when you're talking to your clientele. Hey, listen, we clean every day, we mop the mats, we do this, we do that, we wipe everything down, but but this is what we've always been doing. So it's not like anything has really changed. This is part of our process where, you know, this is the kind of school we've always been. It's not like we're just doing it now. Just so people do understand that, right? You know, and that way – Yeah, you know, I guess you got to – 
Yeah, you got to tell them, I guess, what's going on because they, you know, uh, uh, maybe assume that you you haven't been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's almost like okay. Well, now now everyone's going to start. You know, but there's this has been a process in most restaurants, right? I mean, I go to a diner every uh, every Thursday. Or I haven't gone there obviously in quite some time, but I this one diner is so pristinely clean. Like as my buddy and I are eating, no joke. The the waitresses are when they have when they have no time, they're trained. They turn the tables upside down and wash everything. Like it, the chairs, they're literally everything they could touch is spotless. There's not the place is not an inch of dust anywhere. I mean, it's just pristine. It shines, and you can see it when you come in. And um, you know that that's something that it should be a lesson to us as well. Like your school has to represent your brand. If your brand is this. Um, dungeon kind of old school, you know, Rocky Dojo in the basement of Brooklyn kind of thing, or Philadelphia, then that may be possibly okay. Um, there's a fitness center, a boxing school that I don't, I don't remember the name. I think it's not, it might be title or something like that. But anyway, they, they actually designed the school to look, look distressed. Like the floors are put in brand new, but they're worn out looking. The bags are heather, heavy leather bags that are worn out and distressed. It's got that old boxing feel. But it's brand spanking new and clean and spotless. So, so that's a big lesson, and I'm glad you brought that up. So the key is cleaning and cleaning and staying on top of it, but communicating that you're doing it. Well, that's the key, right? Yeah, we got to communicate that that's being done. Um, you know, I, I I just think that the other the other obstacle um, is that virtual has become the, the people that stayed with us. Virtual has become too convenient for them. And so, therefore, it's not necessarily the fear that's keeping them from, you know, coming into the studio now. It is the the fact that they, you know, they can go in their living room, do their their hour, 45-minute class or half-hour class, whatever it is, and then walk over to the dinner table and eat. And there is no travel. Everybody's home for dinner. Um, all of those things, we're, those are obstacles that, that I don't even know that we can solve. Um, well, I have some thoughts on that, but the first thing I think of, though, too, which is kind of hysterical, is um, I still have the same people who were late coming to my dojo are late to getting online on these on the calls for, for Zoom. Like, you're literally walking from your living room to the wherever you store your uniform with your bedroom and, and to back to your living room, and you're still late. I have parents that the kids are coming in, getting them dressed as we're teaching. It's just insanity. Like, I'm like, this is just goes to show you that mindset of, of how unprepared people are. And we can only teach the student, which, so we can't teach you know, the parents. You know, as much as we try, that's going to be a difficult thing. So you're right. It ties back into being late um, and being, you know, being lazy and not coming prepared and not coming to the classes because they're off swimming or they're too busy during the day. We have to really try to routine them, get them in some sort of training routine themselves. The, The communication to the parents and the parent involvement is so essential, and that's a really big deal. Well, we're dealing with summer, too, so everybody, you know how summer is in a martial arts school. Everybody wants to, take, you know, quote, unquote, take a break and, yeah. um, you know, and then come back in the fall, which we know how that goes. And right. So we're also dealing with that as an obstacle. This is summertime, you know, so what do, you, what do we do to, you know, get engaged, to capture them to get them involved in wanting to come back and not take the summer off. Like I had a conversation with a parent and she goes, we're really enjoying dinner time together and not having to run around at night. And I go, well, we have morning classes. Oh, you do? Right. Like we, they've been with us for three years. We've always had morning classes in the summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I even promoted it. Like it's, Right. It's incredible how much people are either not paying attention or that they have so many other things that they're paying attention to that, you know, we're the last yeah. thing that they're even looking at. Yeah, and by the way, this is summer on steroids, just so you know. Like, and what I mean by that is that 
they are not just coming out of winter into summer. They're coming out of quarantine, finally being let out of their homes, right? So they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to take more walks. I'm going to spend time in my pool. And, you know, even I went and got my pool opened by a private guy because my pool company refused to open my pool. I called them yesterday, and they're still not opening pools until the middle of July. And then you have, in my area, then you have August, and that's it. So you'll have, like, four to six weeks of having a swimming pool. So I had mine open in early April. I mean, it was literally freezing out, and I still had it open. But so people are just starting to experience that. So my suggestion is this to all the listeners is that we have to find things that will pull them out of the of the weeds, you know, shake those bushes, so to speak, in that old story I told about Japan years ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's all about getting them out and, you know, creating fun events, you know, creating that desire for them to be there, you know, for them to reconnect with their friends at the dojo and, you know, maybe um, work on getting their belts, you know, and perfecting their technique if they've been learning on Zoom live and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's going to be a struggle, but I think that a lot of people after, I, I do expect it to be a pretty busy fall, I hope, as long as there's not a resurgence and they shut us down again because it's craziness that goes on. Well, I can tell you that my plan is uh, at the end of June, see, we close the week of June 28th all the way through um, July 4th. Actually, July 4th because uh-huh. the 4th is on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, so by the end of June, my, my virtual classes are going to be done. And then we have that week off and then that first week that we're open back up in July, it'll be all physical. Now, if you still don't feel comfortable coming in, the classes will be recorded. They will be put in the app, uh, you know, a couple of days later. So you can do the class on demand. But, you know, and then if you do the class on demand, it'll be an honor system. You'll have to, you know, message me and let me know that you did the class so I can give you class credit. But I'm not going to – I just don't want to force people out of quarantine. Yeah, I, I don't know if that, in my opinion, if that's such a great move, Dwayne. I think I'd have to say that you might be shooting yourself in the foot. And I've talked to a bunch of my friends in that home schools as well. And they're immediately saying, I'm going to shut my Zoom classes down. But there's going to be a period of time where people are still uncomfortable. We spoke about this before we went live, um, where, you know, listen, they've been, by the way, they've been beaten with fear from Russia, you know, to quarantine, to the virus, to, you know, looting and riots and all of this stuff. It's a very uncomfortable time for people. They're very unsure of what society has to hold for them, especially in the United States. So. I think that they're still, they're hearing this on a regular basis. I hear um, my fiance, Nicole, always talking with her sister, and her sister's always reading quotes from the newspaper. Oh, you know, ever since Florida reopened, there's 4,000 more cases in two days, you know, and it's, it's you know, this, this kind of stuff that we hear on a regular basis does nothing for our confidence, you know, and, and forget about whether we believe it to be real or we, we don't believe it to be real or if it's politically motivated, but it doesn't matter because we're the brunt of it. Right? We're the guys that are trying to say, no, it's okay. And um, I've even had parents to say, listen, we've been homeschooling for the last year. I, we're going to continue doing it. We like it. And it, it changed their whole entire dynamic. So we have to be prepared that some of our students, like, like we said, I don't even remember if we said this on air, but, you know, they're loving going to having family dinners. They're, they're loving, you know, taking walks. They're, they found new activities to do. So they may not come back to the martial arts. They might say, you know what, we don't miss it. We haven't done it especially the ones who haven't engaged. You know, we haven't done it in three months. Uh, we decided just not to continue. We don't want the burden of the price. We don't want the burden of the, the responsibility of having to go there and all of this. So we are going to lose some, but I do feel that there's going to be double the amount of people that are wanting to do it because nothing else has really been available for them. Well, that's, yeah, that's my angle with regards to uh, advertising now is, you know, we're, uh, you know, basically since, uh, there's, you know, there's no access to the other sports that your child uh, is able to play. They can right. have access to this this sport, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting, too, is we've been there throughout. So parents, I am getting, I just wrote it down on my, and by the way, I recommend that everyone does this. I mean, because we're always talking about social media and, you know, Twitter and, and 
whatever, Instagramming, um, I went by because I've been getting so many, especially on our app that we use, which is Spark, and people could rate their classes and then leave you a comment. Um, so I have all these really nice comments, so I cut and pasted them all into one email, not one email, one post. And um, I said, wow, I'm so honored, you know, and, you know, privileged to have such great people around me. Look at what they had to say, and thank you so much for saying it. And then I put all of their comments, you know, and I hope that it also encourages others to say something nice or at least think about why they should be saying something nice. But at the same time, it shows that they're out there enjoying it. These are families that are very appreciative, you know, and that's something that we, we really, we did the martial art industry at a whole, other than I think probably about 30 or 40% of the population didn't do live classes. Um, but um, I think at whole, the martial arts really took this by storm and did great. I don't know of many other sports that did it. Maybe dance. I don't know of any other sport that could have done it or activity. Yeah, I don't know that. Right. I know dance did it. I just don't know how effectively they did it, you know. But right. I know dance right. did it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we have some obstacles to overcome. Don't you agree? Like, now, I think that everyone thought, like, wow, I can't wait for the economy to open back up. And, yeah, uh, it, it's opening up, and you can tell just by the job numbers. People are going right back to their jobs, and the companies are like, okay, we're starting up on Friday. Everyone's back to normal, and that's happening. Um, but it's, there's a lot of things that have to do with us where people are still going to be cautious. So I think it's mostly like the faucet is open a quarter turn, and it's trickling back in. And you said you right. feel that as well, right? You know that there's some of them are going to do it live. Some of them aren't going to do it live. Some of them want to do it on Zoom. So that's why I caution you to be a little bit, careful about cutting off that faucet, you know, and only can open it to the half full position. Well, maybe then, maybe, I, I just, uh, you know what, Mr. Bean has been teaching Zoom classes since, you know, uh, April, and and, right. and I'm just, I, he, he's tired of it, I'm tired of it for him. Um, Maybe maybe what I do is there if if it's a Zoom class and it's live, but they're not gonna get the instruction they got. They can watch and play along. Yeah. Hey, I agree with that. Like I think that maybe because you do. I just quickly say I have two rooms, and so one room the live class is happening, and then I have a, a second room that's where the Zoom class is happening. So I have two instructors that are doing one's doing live, one's doing Zoom. I bring them together, and then they just don't. We're, we're not going to do the instruction on the screen as much. You were going to well, say. Well, you can. You can, though. That, you know, you, it won't be as much. I agree. And, and, by the way, it won't be as intricate because you're not talking directly to the TV. You're talking to the classroom. However, if you approach it in a way, like it's like a simulcast, you know, it's like you go and like, hey, all right, everybody, we're all going to line up and bow in. Like you, everyone at home and in the dojo, ready? Snap to attention and bow, right? You do That's all together. Okay, we're going to break off, and all of us together are going to do drilling, punches, kicks, you know, blocks, whatever the case may be. Even if it's a bow class or a weapon class, right, you can do it all together. Um, but then, like, if it's partner drills, you know, and you're working with the people that are there and they're able to do throws or, you know, punch, block, whatever, sparring, you go, okay, guys, this, and then you turn to the camera, and I think that's kind of fun. You turn to the camera and you say, hey, this is what you guys are going to do. This is something that you're going to do. You know, at home, you're doing this drill, right? And um, I think that that's very, very important. I think that, that you know, there's, a, there's some sort of, um, for me, I feel kind of almost like there's an excitement to that, being able to, the potential to simulcast, right? Because you could literally simulcast your classes now and have, like, you're starting a, do a dojo in another town, right? You could have Wednesday night simulcast night at your main headquarters school, and the, everyone at the other location trains at home, right? And that, that way they're able to, and vice versa. You can maybe go to the other location and simulcast on the next Wednesday night, and everyone, yeah, if, if people are used to it now. They don't mind it so much. I think that it would be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 know. I think per, per, per your um, prompting, maybe I do that for July, and then you know now yeah. they come August, they gotta they gotta come back in. Yeah, I would give them a little bit of time, right? I would at least give the people who are nervous still, 
a little bit of time, who haven't been shaken out of their their homes yet because they're still cautious. I mean, like even my fiance Nicole said, uh, um, I, I, sometimes when I say that, I, I say that for reference so people just picked up now, but I always think of the Seinfeld episode when, when Elaine was going, your fiance, you know, she's, if you've ever seen that, she's making fun of it. But anyway, so, um, you know, she was saying about my mom flying on a plane over from Florida, you know, going like, are you sure, Allie, are you comfortable with that? Like your mom, she's 84, getting on a plane, you know, and I'm like, I kind of I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. Like I'm still undecided, but she's going stir-crazy. She hasn't been around people in months, you know, and she needs to come and visit. Um, so, so what do we do? How do we get those people out? And I think it's a slow move, but then at a certain point, there is going to be, well, listen, we're not a Zoom dojo. We're, we're a martial arts dojo. We're allowed to open. We've been opening for, open for two months. You know, infection rates are down. Everyone's doing well, you know, this and that. And then people are like, yeah, yeah, we'll be coming back. Or they might just say, nah, we decided not to do it. But we'll be Well, maybe we need to get through. Yeah, maybe we need to get to uh, school time again. And once everybody's going back to school, they're like, oh, okay, it's not as bad as, or whatever, you know, like psychologically. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If they uh, if they want to go back to public school, like you know, some people are going to homeschool, but they're they're not going to be I, afraid of getting sick. Well, and that's another. See, okay, so that's another opportunity. I've always had opportunities with homeschoolers. I just didn't want to have classes during the day all the time. And right. you know, quite honestly, most of the homeschoolers um, do not have the finances. Right. To you know, to do this in in right. in most of the aspects. So, um, but I was talking to one of my uh, third degree black belts last night, and she was saying, you know, hey, look, what I've heard is kind of what you've said. A lot of people are enjoying teaching their kids, and um, they're going to homeschool them next year and see how it goes. And they're going to yeah. need PE, and they're going to need activities and those type of things. And, I, you know, that's really something that I need to consider because um, a homeschool group might be more willing to come in and do a field trip with me right. than the public school. I, I'm yeah. sure this next year my field trips for public schools are going to be zero. And you know what? Um, it, it, Yeah, exactly. I mean, we listen, we run a tournament circuit, and the whole tournament circuit this year has been, you know, decimated. So we haven't had a tournament at all. Um, and I think we ran January, but then we were done, right? So we haven't had our April one. We haven't had our June one. So that means no one's in our rating system. That means no one's going to come to our dinner next year. That means that hardly anyone's going to compete. So like the whole year, and then next year we're going to have to rebuild because we can't do the dinner in January. We have to rebuild the whole entire circuit and then run it in the next year. So we're like two years out. We were pretty devastated with that as well. So I get it. There's going to be certain people that won't come in and won't do it. But then again, isn't that always the case? I mean, I know we're kind of nervous about that, but isn't that always the case? We are always um, always filling the bucket, right? And there's always people falling out the holes in the bucket. So, I mean, this just happens to be a bigger hole, and now we got to clog it and refill it, right? And it's a hole that we didn't build. Um, you know, that we didn't make that, but we, now we got to refill it through marketing. And um, I do believe that there's been a lot of people that this, this Zoom classes have affected that we didn't know we had a reach on. In other words, like the siblings that have been doing it with their brother, they never had an interest. Now they're doing it. The parents, I've had a lot of parents that said to me, I think I'm going to come and join your school when, um, when you reopen, because one of the moms, she said, I did Taekwondo and Judo when I was little. I haven't done it in so many years. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed working out with my son and doing the classes. We did a gymnastic class. She did the gymnastic class with us. So, I mean, there's a lot of that. Another dad was uh, a student of mine when he was a kid, and his kid trained. He's, he's been training almost every class with his son. So uh, he said he's joining, too. So, I mean, I'm going to get some people and uh, from that as well. And then, by the way, you already started talking about it the other day to me about all the people that signed up for the free class online virtual class that didn't complete it or didn't do it or never got around to it. You're going to market to them and give them the same offer, right? And come in for two weeks or one month free or whatever and try out classes. Right. And not only just the same front end offer, I'm also giving them the same back end offer. So 
uh, yes, they're going to get their two weeks or months, depending on whatever it was that, that they had. But then I'm going to still continue to give them the quarantine special. So the quarantine special was we're going to waive the $100 registration fee, and your first month is only 99 and then every month after that will go to the normal price. Yeah, that's great. Well, anything. Like, you know, it's funny. I, I swear to God, it's so hysterical how I – I talk to people about their business, the martial arts school industry business, and certain people are so set in their ways. So like, they, and, and I've said, yeah, you should run a special. I'm not running a special. Like, why? Like, I have a friend every year before the quarantine, he'd run a summer special, and he'd get like 60 people to sign up. And I go, why don't you continue that into the fall? I'm not running that in the fall. I already gave it away in the spring. I'm like, isn't the ultimate goal having people come through the door? Like, if, if something works, you run it in the spring, you run it in the summer, you run it in the fall, you run it every day until it stops working. That's marketing. But we are yeah. so conditioned to think summer specials are made for summer. Okay, great. Change the name to, to spring. Okay. You know, like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, why are we as an industry so set in our ways that we limit the way we think? Like, I have people going, I'm not going to waive my fees. I'm not going to give away a free month. I once had a friend just recently that said to me, we were doing a special online. And he said, I, I, if you're giving away all these free months, because he was part of a free online karate deal.com thing that I was doing online. Um, and uh, he got a bunch of people, like a rush of three people come in to him. And he's like, I'm not giving three memberships out for free for the month. I'm like, why? So I just lost $300. I go, no, you gained a potential student. You didn't lose anything. Those people would have never been at your door anyway. No, 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 I'm not doing it. Take me off the list. I'm like, okay. I'm like, he wanted to be removed from the website so that he wouldn't get the free classes given out so people couldn't get the free month because you didn't want to lose a month of money. Right. What, what's the logic? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I will say that, you know, with regards to advertising, what works in the summer, um, you know, will work like the karate for Christmas that I do. Right. I can charge a little bit more for Christmas time, uh, you know, for for that. But but the the offer really isn't much different. Eight weeks in the summer, you know, for forty nine ninety nine, and yeah. uh, eight weeks, you know, we call it two months, but uh, two months of karate for Christmas for sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Hey, listen. I always said when I was you know first in the business, I literally there was not a rock unturned that I did not market. You know, like if they had. You know, and you get it, you know, booster, you know, books for the football team, you know, bus seats, you know, bus stations. On, I had advertisements on the buses in my town. I mean, the shopping carts, you know, the shopping receipts. I mean, I've done it all from TV commercials to radio commercials to all of that stuff. And, um, you know, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on flyers and marketing and all of that. So you want to be out there. It's what we call FOMA, F-O-M-A, front of mind awareness. So when they think, if they're not thinking of karate right now, but they see you, and then and finally they're thinking about martial arts, they go, hey, I want to go to TriStar Martial Arts. That's the school that sticks in my head. Let me look them up, right, because you've been continually knocking them out with all of your marketing and information. So we should be doing that now as well. So I think that that's something that we should be thinking about and focusing on because when we do get back we have to open up our as much of the marketing funnel as we can to get people in the door do you agree yeah i agree um and i will tell you that we're going to do another scavenger hunt a virtual scavenger hunt coming up here on uh what is it i think the 26th that's cool that's yeah we're going to do that again that went over really well right yeah, I mean, the bingo went really well, too. Uh, the scavenger hunt, I had, I think, 41 or 45 people. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the bingo, we were in the 30s. I think we maybe had 32 or 33, whatever it was, uh, yeah. people. But, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I was talking to that same third-degree black belt last night. She's a mom, and, uh, you know, her and her, her and her daughter do it together. But um, – I said, hey, what would you think about if I did the scavenger hunt again? She goes, absolutely. We had such a great time doing that. And I had more people. I had about 35 families, families participate. So it was about 60-some-odd, you know, 50-some-odd kids um, with twins and, you know, three-in-the-family kind of scenarios. So we had a lot of people scavenger hunt. Bingo, 
not so much, maybe like 22 families. I ended up though giving every one of my scavenger hunt people pizza kits, um, which was cool because they all made their pizza. It cost me about three or 400 bucks, but it, they made their pizzas, put, posted it online. Very thankful for it. Then we did the scavenger hunt, and I did the same thing. I gave everyone who participated pizzas. So um, I gave out another 20 or so pizza kits. And it's such a great, great thing. One other thing, I don't know if I told you this, but we also did a virtual pet show. So oh, I yeah, you, you did. You told me that. But not on, not on camera, but you did tell me. Yeah, so I didn't come up with the idea. My my guy, Ryan, who runs the dojo with me, he um, he said, uh, you know, I'm gonna, why don't we do a virtual pet show? And immediately, you know how I am, oh, pet show. And I start designing the flyer, and boom, we're doing it. Um, and we probably had 25 families and some families that don't have pets. And, I mean, it was very cool. Um, there was no contest. There was nothing. They got to show their pets, tell a little bit about their pets. They got to uh, show their pets do tricks if they did tricks. Um, and uh, it was a wider range of pets from tortoises to lizards to um, these incredible saltwater fish tanks with sea enemies and uh, anemones or however you say that word. Um, and, uh, you know, so uh, dogs. Yeah, exactly. Dogs that speak and dogs that will catch. One one guy, that he kept just making his dog do tricks. And, and every time we kept going back, his dog did like 40 different tricks. It was amazing. Um, it, it cast people, and I didn't know they had like ten cats, and you know. But we, the reason why we did this pet show was because Ryan, my, the black belt, is teaching a good majority of our classes with me. Um, he's every time everyone comes into the camera with their pet, you know, their dogs on the couch. You know, we're getting to know their pet's names. Hey, is Hank going to just sit there and not do anything all day? So we thought it was a cool thing to do, just to kind of do a family environment. And by the way, I'm going to keep that stuff going. I'm going to have a parent scavenger hunt maybe a few times a year on Zoom. Why not? Like, they're home. They're having fun. We bring them all together. We make it a contest. We give out prizes. This is the part of Zoom that we should really do and not lose sight of because it was a good, fun, just way, a way for us to do more for the parents. So what you're saying is, uh, and, and right now until I think the 15th of this month, Zoom has their, like, if you buy a whole year, you get 30% off. So yeah. if, if you're thinking about that, and I, and I now that we're talking, because I was thinking, well, I'm not going to do that. But now as we're talking, I should probably keep Zoom um, yeah. around a little bit longer and save money doing it. Another great thing with Zoom was that I had all these guest instructors, right? And I'd like to see you're supposed to give me a guest instructor visit, right? I think you have to do one for me. Did we do yours already? No, you didn't invite me. If You did not invite well, me. Oh, well, no, we talked about it because I did your school. So so I, yes, I want to do it with you. We could set that up, you know, ASAP because people are asking because I told them about it. But so think about this now. I, I actually used to have the old school 100 inch projection screen TV where, you know, you hit the screen and the screen comes down and the projector goes on and surround sound. It was like a movie theater. Um, funny is a, is a funny story just to show how men think. I'm like, I want the biggest TV you could possibly buy. I want a 130 inches, right? I mean, I get the thing delivered to my house. I put it in. It was too big. It couldn't fit because the wall was like whatever. And the screen, I'm like, it, it was just too, because I'm just thinking, get a big biggest screen possible. Sure. And I'm not realizing that the wall doesn't fit it, so I had to send it back and get a better one. But anyway, I brought that up because I moved that screen to my dojo. So, because uh, we don't use it hardly now. It was in my upstairs room. So now I moved that to the dojo, and we're going to do some movie nights at the dojo um, where we can watch old martial art movies, Karate Kid, Bruce Lee, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but I'm also thinking, like, I'm going to say, hey, my buddy Dwayne wants to, he's going to come in and do a virtual class. We're going to zoom it on the screen. And you could be there with the students, you know, and see and just, hey, I'm going to teach this. We could still do that to some extent where you're still bringing in people who can't fly out to you. You can't afford to bring them out. You, maybe you pay an instructor so-and-so, a, a, a fighter, you know, who doesn't want to, you know, fly, but he'll do it from his living room for 500 bucks, you know, that kind of thing. You could have all these wild guests coming in, motivational speakers, you know, weapons experts, that kind of thing, too. It should be a pretty awesome experience. So, yeah, yeah see, I like that. I, even those opportunities for, uh, like, my leadership and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't get Zig Ziglar anymore, but uh, something like that. 
Yeah, or or like a, you know a Mel Abraham that you know my buddy who's a phenomenal speaker who lives in California. He can't come out, but he can certainly talk to the students. So anyway, there's a lot of positives. So we are we titled this obstacles that we should we're going to have to overcome. I think our biggest obstacle is that fear of people feeling comfortable about coming back in and really getting in the school. Right, that's a big fear. So I think that my suggestion is to run simulcasting Zoom classes once you're allowed to reopen. But still, we're not open until July. Um, and mm -hmm. maybe July 8th, they said the 15th. It's funny because nail salons are not allowed to open, but massage the, uh, massage people are. Like, I, anyway, it, the logic is, makes no sense. But anyway, so once we're allowed Agreed. to open, we're, we're going to simulcast and um, do our live classes with the Zoom classes. And I think we did this on air or not, I forget. I'm sorry if I sound a little um, frazzled today, but I'm going to teach from two different points of view. I'm going to have the class shooting live, and, hey, we're all going to do the drills together, you know, whatever they are. And then the drills, the partner drills that they can only do live in the class, I'm going to turn to the Zoom camera and say, listen, this is what I want you guys to do. And you're going to have to learn to have some self-practice. The bad part about Zoom, and I don't know if you've experienced this, and I've had a few parents that don't have, they're not sitting with the kids. So they go, okay, you're on Zoom, bye, and they go in another room. You could hear them on the phone, you know, the other brother's playing the trumpet in the background, you know. Oh, yeah. In fact, my, doc, my doctor said that I just did, I had to do one of those um, uh, appointments where you have to go online, a tele-appointment to get a prescription refilled, which I find, why can't you just refill it, but you had to do the appointment. Um, but he said to me, I've seen some. Because he had to charge you. Exactly. I know. And it annoys the crud out of me. Um, but, um, but he's got to make a living too, I guess. So, I mean, how's he going to afford to stay in business by just filling scripts? But uh, anyway, he said, I've seen some of the craziest things. And I'm like, I think too. One mom walked over to the screen by us and she was leaning in to fix the camera and her shirt came down and you could see it wasn't a full view, but I'm like, I'm run to the thing. I'm trying to switch camera views, you know, and but she was done and quick. She didn't realize that. So I've heard people that said that things have popped out, you know, parents. There's another guy online Gosh. that said, you know, moms are adjusting cameras and things are popping out of their shirts and all sorts of stuff. So it's been a weird experience to some extent. But anyway, we have to really, you know, make sure that we're simulcasting, talking to the camera, saying, hey, guys, this is what you do at home. you got to have a little bit more discipline to practice on your own, right? You gotta make sure that you're sticking with it so that I'm not gonna babysit you now. This is gonna be the difference of our Zoom class. You gotta do a little bit more self-discipline and self-practice. So that's a big thing. And then I think we should be starting to think about marketing, right? That's gotta be whatever budget you have or, you know, no budget marketing and so on. Yeah, well, I can tell you that I I, I didn't stop marketing. I've been doing uh, right. Facebook ads this whole time. so. Yeah. Um, you know, my problem, and we talked about this yesterday, my problem is uh, I got to turn the SEO off of some of my pages because I, I didn't localize the SEO and uh, right. I, I've been getting people from, what did I tell you, California, Michigan, yeah. Idaho, Texas. Uh, now, what did you I use mean, generic, generic, generic terms like virtual classes, like online karate, things I, like that? Yeah, I think I did, like virtual martial arts classes or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I know SEO is interesting because if you do it correctly, it should be geared towards searches within your area. But if it's a generic SEO company that does like a plug-in SEO for you, it's, it's more um, generalized across the board. So like for all of our websites that we design, you know, we're always saying the best martial arts in, you know, West Ice of New York and East Ice of New York that teaches, you know, that – the whole entire header, um, what they call the H1 tag, H2 tag, H3 right. tag. Those are the ones that Google really looks at. But, but so that's so you're still marketing. That's awesome. And um, so then we also talked about how do we get those people that are complacent now, the ones that have become so used to going from their uh, bedroom or to the living room back to the class, from the class to the, to the dinner table. So how do we get them well, back in the game? I think your idea come July, having them a part of the class, because I don't have it that way. I have, like I said, right. two separate rooms, making them a part of that class come July, yeah. and they see the other kids that they've trained with that are already there, right. having fun, doing the stuff. In yeah. fact, now that you're saying this, 
I might even do, uh, I don't usually do this after every class, but I, I might start doing a game at the end of every class and make them on right. screen have to do exercises while they're doing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the game could be exercise, right? So, so like, so it's like for me, we do a thing called running through the jungle where we run in place, run in place as fast as we can. And then we say, watch out for the rock. They jump. Watch out. Watch out for the, uh, you know, tree. They duck. You know, watch out for the tiger. They lay down. Ice storm. They freeze. Tornado. They spin. And, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So that could be done unilaterally in this exercise. And we've even done some incredible work, like Kenny Bigby did, our friend, um, that uh, is a former Navy SEAL, taught us a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class on one of our calls. Um, we do those drills as well, stuff like that, with just individuals doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or what we call ninjutsu, which is our same, same stuff. Um, you know, so uh, anyway, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think that we have to, but we have to be very careful that we don't shut the Zoom faucet off and force people to say, well, I, I don't have the time. I'm not feeling comfortable yet. I don't want to come back yet. I know everyone else does, but I'm still nervous for my child. My, my, you know, I have elderly grandparents at home. Like I delivered weapons the other day because we've been selling so much retail. Um, and, uh, you know, people continually ask me, hey, can you, while you're bringing me the bow step, can you bring me three T-shirts as well because my T-shirts are getting old? Or, so I'm still retailing. I mean, I've done in the last five weeks, maybe six weeks, I've probably done $1,400 in retail somewhere around there, um, which is great. Like if you think about that for not being open, selling that much stuff. And I put an order form together on Spark. They can click on what they want and we'll deliver it to them. So anyway, I delivered it to a, 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 an adult the other day, student, and he's like, I invite you in, but my parents are elderly. And I'm like, I get it. I, I don't want to come in anyway. I just want to deliver this to you. But So people are still feeling nervous, right? So they have to be careful. Right, right. So we have to, we have to, we have to pay attention to that as well. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm just, I'm ready to be done. <clears throat> you know, when do I... When do I have my instructors not have wear masks anymore? Right? Do I start that in July? Yeah. Well, that's again is based on the the powers that be that have been controlling the world, the CDC and the WHO, their their opinions, right? So no matter what we feel, if they're telling the narrative and it says masks, then everyone's going to believe it should be masks. So I think though that they're getting away from that. I think that certain states. Um, I think somebody, I, oh, it was Pennsylvania, I believe, that just got sued in court, and they lost, the state lost, and they had to open. So all the businesses are allowed to open now. So, um, Good. So that, yeah, so that's something that's going on. So it really all depends on the area. And, and, again, you can make it optional. You can say, listen, instructors are, I mean, we could wear masks because we're, we're covering ourselves from, like, massive amounts of people, maybe to protect ourselves a little. But if you don't believe in the masks and you don't think that they work, then um, then then obviously you're not going to want to wear it. And some parents have said, I don't want my kids wearing masks in class. They're going to overheat. You know, it's like, but, but I laugh at that as well, going like, really? Like, it's a 45-minute class. Like, are they going to overheat? Like, people are so soft these days. If my teacher, he used to say to me, he'd go, uh, everyone's wearing a ninja hood today. And I'm like, well, People don't have ninja hoods, Shian. He goes, it's okay. Make one out of their shirt. Take that shirt off, put the shirt, and wrap it, and, and we turn them into a ninja hood. And people be sweating because it was so thick. Um, he's like, you got to learn how to do that, man. You know, that's how it is. He's doing his Spanish accent. He would say it. And that was part of what we did. You know, he said, suck it up, baby. Don't be a baby. You know, that kind of thing. And you train. So, yeah. Anyway. You can't even talk we, to anybody like that anymore. <clears throat> no, nah, and you can't, you can't, you know, like, I once had a black belt test, and uh, there was a mom, while they were doing the physical run, who was misting him as he'd run by and then giving him little cups of water to hydrate, pouring water in his mouth. I'm like, the kid's choking as you're pouring the water in his mouth. Like, what? Well, we, I'm a gym teacher. I, I know what I'm doing. You need to hydrate. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. You know, it's just, it was just so – it's so bad. It's just, you usually don't hydrate between laps, though. <laughs> I know. It's just never ending, right? So it's we have a very soft world and that's where people are nervous, they're afraid. And it's not just corona and COVID, you know, it's everything. Right, right. Overheating. I, I once that recently, about two years ago recently, had a parent walk in, in during the day, wandering around the school, um, and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Do you need anything? And they're like, No, uh, I don't I don't need anything. I'm like, um, why are you here? 
oh, you wanted to see if the air conditioning is on, right? It's like, yeah, I wanted to make sure. I'm like, for real? Like, your son's probably outside playing by the pool, running around in the yard. Are you worried about that? But you're going to come and make sure that the 40 minutes that he's here, he's cold? cold? Like, it makes no sense. What do you got? Well, that's our, our T-shirt that we did. Awesome. That's great. I love it. So That was very cool, man. Nice. Did you give them out or sell them, or what did you do? Well, I sold them, but I only sold them for 10 bucks plus tax. And then that was the first round. And then when we did our drive-through, which I accidentally called a drive-by graduation, I should have called it a drive-through graduation. Uh, but when we did our drive-through graduation, I had people saying, oh, we didn't uh, – I, I didn't order a T-shirt. Can we still order? And I said, look, I will send something out this week. And, you know, so I did a second order. Um, That's the great. order, I sold um, – I think 108 shirts, and then now I just sold another 30. So, did you have a sponsor on it or no? You no, and the it. second, no, I I didn't get anybody to bite. Um, but the uh, the second round, I charged 15 dollars a shirt rather than the okay, cool. shirt. Yeah, I had ordered. I think I ordered um, probably like. 300 or 200 shirts, uh, maybe maybe less, yeah, maybe under 200. Like So whatever it was, like maybe 160 before the holidays, and I was going to give everyone as a Christmas present when they came in, but they didn't come in until after Christmas. So they sat, and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? I'll just try to sell them. And really, people didn't really bite at that time to buy them. But anyway, um, I ended up uh, giving those out to all the students, and I made a quarantine care package. If they wanted a copy of my book, if they wanted a copy of, uh, if they wanted a T-shirt, and then I made these really cool samurai masks. Um, and uh, anyway, long story short, we went around and delivered them to everybody, you know, and everyone got a free T-shirt. They got a free book. They, you know, they got a, a free mask, and uh, that was our quarantine care package. But so many people then waited to the very end. We're out of masks. We're out of shirts. We're almost out of books. So they, they lost out on that. You know, so uh, that's a cool thing that you did, and that's good that they, they supported. And, by the way, parents could buy the mask if it was for the parents, and that I charged 8 bucks or $8.95 per mask. So we sold about probably like 30 masks, almost covered the cost of what the mask cost me, just to make yep. it break even. Yeah, I see that. It's a great comment. Paul Keller said, love your show. That's awesome. He's a friend yeah, of yours. That, you know? <laughs> No, no. I, I I don't know I don't know that I've met Paul. Um, and if I oh, have, cool. I apologize, Paul. Well, no, that's okay, man. That means that he's actually truly a person who likes our show because um, he's not. I don't know him personally. You don't know him personally, and he's on our show. So, Paul, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here and listening in. That's pretty amazing. And then we have Glenn you know, Tinkle and Brent so many other people. I was going to say, you know, look, if you're watching the show now or later. Um, you know, feel free to comment in this thread uh, on our Facebook page on, on things, you know, obstacles that you have seen, um, you know, and then, you know, not only just identify the problem, but go ahead and share some of your solutions too. Uh, you know, how yeah. are we going to get people back engaged, back into the studio, get them involved again? Yeah. Um, you know, buddy days are not happening right now because nobody's going to bring right. a buddy. Now, nobody's going to bring a buddy in. I when I was talking about doing a um, uh, uh, the virtual scavenger hunt, I was thinking, you know, how can I tie buddies into that? Yeah, well, you could easily do that, right? Why, why don't you invite them to invite their friends to the scavenger hunt? Um, but they have to get the passcode through you, and you got to, you can send it to them so that they fill out a form, um, a web form on Spark. You know, and then that way you capture their info. I lost my audio to you, Dwayne. Uh, oh, you can't hear me? Oh, now I can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I also thought uh, about posting on our, our uh, Facebook pages, too, uh, about, you know, yeah. the virtual scavenger hunt. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be a TriStar student to, you know, be involved and win prizes. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, hey, listen, if there are people out there, I, I made this offer to them in the past as well. If they're interested, I, I'll gladly for free 
Uh, I can only do a few here and there, but if anyone wants me to come in as a guest instructor and you want to say the ninja guy is coming in, um, I'd be more than happy to do a 30-minute class for your students. If you want, just reach out to me, inbox me, and give them a little bit. I I'll share my time with you for absolutely free, um, but uh, it would be very cool to do, uh, you know, to do that and come to your dojo, basically, and uh, you could offer that as an added incentive and gift to your students. So Brandon Morgan wrote, I, I think it could be a time to do outdoor training in local parks and teach everyone wear school shirts with marketing and uh, more corona-friendly. I, I agree, Brandon. I'm sorry that I didn't even bring that up because we're actually going to start implementing that next week. We're going to do an outside class once a week until we're able to open. And um, I believe you're allowed to do that in my school, as Brandon knows. Brandon actually, he's from, a, a, he trains in many arts, but he trained initially as a kid with my friend. Um, and uh, he actually taught for me during my summer camp, and he's opening his own dojo. He's just about to sign his lease with the landlord in the beginning of March, and for some reason, something got hung up, and he did it, and they quarantined two weeks later. So his, by the grace of God, he didn't lay out all that yeah, money nice. and get stuck in something, so he left out. He's eventually been, he's been teaching out of his garage and um, doing privates and things like that. So he's starting his school up. Hopefully, once we reopen, he'll be able to revisit that, having the dream of having his own school. But, yeah, we're actually starting to do those outdoor classes. And fortunately for me, at my heat sites of location, I have an entire outside playground. I mean, it's like three-quarters of an acre of mulched property where we could probably fit 100 people at six foot apart. Um, training if we needed to, you know, and uh, it's going to be pretty positive, and, and we'll just get people back together. Again. We're going to do it one time a week, and we may even continue that throughout the summer um, once a week during when we're back in action and be able to really be a part of it. Uh, Kristen wrote, do you want, you want to read that or you want me to read it? <clears throat> no, go ahead. By uh, the listener, this, and by the way, I'm reading this for the listeners so that people who are only tuning in on iTunes, so um, thanks for this discussion off to Zoom. I'll be teaching a Zoom private lesson to transition some people, then bring them into the Dojang for private, then get them into regular classes. I will change for these. I will charge for these. People are very receptive. They like the attention and the help. I agree, Kristen. That's awesome. And, you know, another great idea where, you know, when people are struggling, like I have a few kids that have struggled with the Zoom classes. Um, and, by the way, they were having a hard time in the real classes. So when they went to Zoom going two-dimensional, with all the outside interference, like being able to run and go lay on their couch or their little sister running into the room, it's been quite a struggle. So um, having those one-on-ones has really been a godsend. Um, so, and I think that ha and you do that regularly, Dwayne. You do a private lesson and all that. So um, we've always yeah. took the struggle with the students, and we've done some one-on-one -on -one private. And hopefully those people will be the ones that we could nurture back in by doing a one-on-one -on -one, or even an in-house one-on-one. And I wouldn't even say charge for it. If you can get away with doing it, charge for it. If you can't, do it for free. It's worth its weight in gold, one hour of your time, 40 minutes or 30 minutes of your time to get them to come back. It's like the best marketing you could mm -hmm. ever do. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so very cool, man. So we're almost out of time already, and I'm really happy to see you. Yeah. And here's the, here's the weird thing, Wayne. On my Facebook Live, I have you on my screen here. I have my Facebook Live on the left of me on another monitor. It only shows, like, one person watching. Meanwhile, there are so many people commenting. It's the weirdest thing. So we have no idea, like, the, the statistics for Facebook to show what we actually are doing. It's hard to see. Yeah. I have people that say they commented. I've had friends of mine that say I commented, and my comment will come up. And somehow, it's yeah, it's the weirdest dynamic with the Facebook Lives. It must be some sort of glitch or something that we something to do with Be Live and Facebook connection. I don't know what's going on, but it's cool to see so many people uh, participating this early in the morning. So, how about one last tip? What would you say? Let's get a motivational tip. Yeah. The most motivational tip of the day from Dwayne Brummett for school owners. <laughs> well, I, I honestly think it has to do with what you said, and uh, that you know you really believe come the fall, especially that we're going to see a huge re, uh, uh, you know insurgence. Uh, uh, Right. So a lot of people not only coming back, but actually looking 
at martial arts as the avenue yeah. uh, to uh, to start to doing an activity in. And I, I, I hate the fact that we have to call martial arts an activity right now, but, you know, because it's it's a way of life. It's not just an activity. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I really think that that – when I heard you say that, that spoke to me. That motivated me. That gave me, uh, you know, the – just – the peace of mind to go, okay, yeah, that makes sense too. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I agree. I think that, you know, uh, that. Well, don't you have to agree? You're the one that said it. Yeah. But I, 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 what I was going to say, yeah, I I guess I do. Um, No, but what I was going to say too is that I see that people are now um, they're they're allowed to come back whether they do or not. They may not do it right away, but they probably will in the fall. But the ones that have been waiting around and watching, I think this helped change people's perception of martial arts because the ones that all the schools that stayed open and did Zoom, they got major praise from the parents and the students, and and people have been telling, you know, listen, I, I I hear this crazy comment all the time. Like, thank you so much for continuing to, continuing to teach so that my kids can have normalcy in this crazy time. I read a great uh, post um, on Facebook or wherever it was, and it was something like, yes, we have the heroes are the frontline workers, right? You know, we're always talking about the champions and the this and that, but we forgot to talk about the kids, right, and how resilient they are. Because they went from being able to go out on play dates and go to school and go to karate and go here to being locked in their home with no friends, no family, um, no birthday parties. That's why they make – I don't see this as an exciting thing. I don't see how people can, but those drive-by birthday parties, I see how excited people get over them. And that's because the normalcy, having a shred of normalcy. And we've been – the martial arts schools have been that part for, for this whole entire duration. I honestly wish I tried to reach out on Twitter to Lee Zeldin. He's the local congressman in our area. Um, my Nicole works with his wife. Um, I wanted Lee Zeldin. I said, Lee, go tell the president that the martial arts school should be praised. You know, and I imagine hit the president saying, "Well, it might work against um, if he said something." And people would be like, "You see, you don't go to martial arts school." So the president said it. But um, but anyway, like if the president or anybody said, like, look at the people, the martial art people who've been keeping this normalcy in our children's lives and teaching in our own living rooms and doing so much and giving so much and so on and so forth. Right? So that makes a lot of sense. Um, anyway, I think that that's a good thing. So any last closing thoughts or no? Uh, no, I just... Uh... I'm thankful for our conversation because it gave me some perspective on you not cutting off Zoom that quickly. Um, some thoughts on the transitions and how that should probably go just to make it easier for everyone. But then, and when I say easier for everyone, even for my uh, head instructor, Mr. Bean, because he's just taxed. Um, you know, right. teaching those virtual lessons. He's so sick of them, and I get it, you know. <clears throat> um, so I think it gave me some perspective on that. Uh, maybe it softened my heart a little bit, <laughs> you know, yeah. as, 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 and, and to make me understand that, you know, other people have these fears, uh, whether they're yeah. real or fake, it doesn't matter. It, it's their fears, right. so it is real. Right. And then, right, yeah. Um, false, well, false expectations appearing real, fear, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the hope of, you know, the fall being phenomenal because, you know, we are one of the only places that they can go besides maybe dance and gymnastics. Uh, yeah. Because who knows if football is going to start back up or soccer is going to start back right. up. You know, so we have that. We need, to, we need to get a leg up on that. Yeah, and I do believe that um, that should be a portion of our marketing plan, right? We should start thinking more about that where – um, we have to start thinking about how we're going to market to those people. Like, you know, maybe it should be, you know, during the quarantine, we kept it all together. You know, like the martial arts was, you know, created normalcy in, in thousands, of, tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people's lives worldwide. Now we're reopening uh, for everyone to experience it live. Like something like that, where it's almost like, wow, this is, 
you know, that's true. I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the virtual stuff. I just didn't have the discipline, right? I didn't have the time. I couldn't fit it in my schedule. Whatever the case may be, we have to show them that where we've been there for them. I think that should kind of be our theme. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I appreciate our time together, sir. Yeah, uh, very good. Again, if you guys are uh, listening to this later on, and uh, go to schoolownertalk.com. Uh, feel free to comment on the, um, you know, this podcast there, this post that's there. Or, you know, look, if you're not a member of our uh, private group, you know, you can go to schoolownertalk.com and then in the menu bar, click on the uh, private Facebook group and just request to be a member so that you can uh, have access to this stuff and more, you know, within yeah. that membership, uh, free, you know, that, that private group. Yeah, exactly. That's Facebook and the uh, and by the way, the podcasts are very popular. I mean, I hear people all the time going. I li every time I clean the dojo, every time I drive in the car, every time I go here, I listen to you guys. So we're like uh, we're in everyone's living rooms, cars, dojos are you know talking all hours of the day and, uh, and sharing with people. So it's pretty awesome. Dwayne, listen, have a great day, man. I know you got a busy day ahead of you, and uh, we'll chat uh, during the week. Yep, sounds good. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Take care, everybody. See ya.